Oh, the 12 step. All right. So we'll try to. This is really uh, today's meeting is more about an idea that they describe as non duality. Yeah. Familiar. Yeah. All right. Good. So, and obviously well, it aligns with. Usually listen to Muji and yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's forbidden to mention their names here. <laughs> You're familiar with them, too? I am. I am. I never heard them, but I am familiar with them. Yeah. Same thing, uh, non duality. Yeah. So we may start with the Zoom and then we'll start to see if anyone shows up today. We've been we've been having a nice group here lately. The dilemma, the problem with this, the message is so easy to get it that one shot and you never come back. Yeah, never heard of anything not, like that. It's not like a booster or anything. It's just pure natural medicine. Yeah, you are what you're looking for. <laughs> that immediately precludes looking for it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. And how do I go there? You don't. Well, when am I going to get it? You don't. Yeah. Am I included? No. How can I not be? You'll see. Yeah. All right. So, hey, welcome. We'll start with the Zoom. Yeah. I paid for a crowd, but they're not here yet. So, gonna, hopefully, they'll be here in a few minutes. Anyone, uh, anyone new other than Jim here? Yeah, Jim is. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking. Uh, Lucas has been to the the twelve step one once this week, and he's first time to this one. I think he said. Uh, Chris, yes. There's Chris, hi. Things of others you don't see, they're somewhere in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're waiting. Well, it's a simple message, so. Jim brought up the idea of the steps and I mean recovery. So anyone else new here, Lucas? Well, Lucas, if you've uh, the idea that we're speaking of, yeah, as Jim said, everyone's speaking of non-duality, but in a sense, there's a direct can be different. So usually people try to describe the indescribable understanding of that which can't be understood. There's a direction called negation, which is you just negate all of that. And you negate the idea of, uh, because then if there's a need for an understanding, the question really is, well, who is that that needs to understand? And if it isn't you, then the drive or the urge to understand will be diminished, yeah? So you don't chop the tree, actually. You just, you see the root. By seeing the root, then the tree appears, but you're not, it's not as real as it used to be, or seemingly not as real as it ever was, never was. So yeah, by seeing the root, which is us, yeah, and recognizing that foundation that we feel every, everything about life has rested on is a pretty shaky foundation. It's actually uh, the people have moved in and now you're trying to suggest they're already in the house. Yeah. So we're here 
and the mental state says, you're the one that's here. That arrives, that you're the one that here is an arrival. What's here doesn't come or go, yeah? So that's what we are. And we sort of arrive there or sense there by seeing what we're not. The other direction I don't feel works, which is describing what we are to what we're not. It doesn't work to me, yeah? So if Jim sits here and listens to another person describing what Jim is, what hears that is this image of Jim, this manufactured idea of Jim, and that's really the obstruction, yeah? Jim doesn't need to understand. The need to understand is the obstruction, yeah? So the one who wants to get the message is why, is the, <laughs> is the obstruction to the message, yeah? This is important. If you don't see it, you're gonna be looking from it. So the mental state is very quick. In time, it's probably the quickest process. So you can't uh, outgun it. It already has the gun out before you get yours out, yeah? So basically, if you're gonna try to quote unquote, meditate yourself while you're going to sit down on the pillow, you've already been presented as the meditator. Yeah? So the mental state now has you as the meditator while you're not even getting to the point of starting to meditate. And so, all the meditation, whatever it could bring you, will bring you, does or doesn't bring you, the mental state uses it to imply there's a meditator. So that's the bonding. The point of bondage is meditator, not meditating or meditating. It's meditator. So whatever is going on, the mental state uh, is brought into contact with that and then claims it to verify its own story. Yeah, so the seeing, you know, like seeing now, hearing, whatever you want to call it, the act of conscious contact, the mental state claims that. And now, instead of really feeling the seeing as the seeing, you're presented as a seer. Yeah, you're presented as the hearer. You're presented as the feeler, the taster, and the toucher. And it actually neuters the sense of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah. So you start losing like the, uh, uh, the that's that sense of like your your fingers are on the elbow, not the pulse. Yeah, you're just you're listening to an interpretation of life. You're not really responding to living. Yeah, because the system that's claiming what's going on is not about living. It's about Paul, who was Paul, who's going to be Paul, therefore is Paul now. Its whole drive and agenda, unbeknownst to a lot of us, is to constantly reinforce a noun by claiming the verbs, yes, which is the essence of duality, and which is what non-duality negates. So this whole idea of a verb and then having a noun extracted from that, yeah, that's not happening. It's happening, but it's not happening, yeah? And this is the great news. The great news isn't, all right, this is finally going to work for you, Jim. You are going to become what you are. No, it's the statement is you are already that. You need to see what you're not from what you already are. Yeah. So when you see the of Jim from the claiming of what's ever going on and constantly being reinforced by the mental processes, when you see that, you do not see that from Jim. You see it. Yeah, let's say from awareness, or it's not even a from, it's just not Jim, yeah? 
And so now you start learning about what you're not. That knowledge is valuable. If you keep trying to learn about what you are and it's claimed as what you're not, it doesn't go anywhere. Well, that knowledge isn't going to lift the boat. It's going to actually sink the boat. Yeah. So very simple. Great master Ramana Maharshi. The greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality, being ourselves reality. Yeah. It doesn't say you're going to be reality. You once were and you blew it. It says being ourselves reality, meaning now. Yeah. That's what makes looking for reality as Jim and as Paul, the greatest mystery, because Jim underlying Jim and Paul is reality. Yeah. No matter how much we're up the ass of Paul, it doesn't change the fact that we're reality. Yeah. We can seemingly in time be something else, but that being something else doesn't negate what you are, which is reality. Yeah. So the underlying statement that doesn't get fixed or, or tweaked or negated or changed is your reality. Yeah. Now you may be in the act of being something else, but that doesn't mean it negates the fact of being ourselves reality. Yeah. So would you, which direction you, would you seek for knowledge? Would you seek knowledge for reality if you already are, or would you seek knowledge about what you're not? What's assuming it's not reality. And by seeing you're not that, the reality that you've always been may become obvious now. Yes. Not to Jim, but before Jim. Yeah. And so now you see uh, this morning, got woke up early. Thoughts were running through the head. Now, when I was younger, if there was thoughts being noticed, that means I wasn't in peace. You can be in complete peace with thoughts. Yeah. It's like, the wolves and the sheep graze in the same fucking field now. Yes, it's not like I've got to protect the sheep from the wolves. No, thoughts are just thoughts. Yes, I can lay there for hours with thought stream going. I'm not waiting to enter no thought to be what I already am while thoughts are appearing. I am the space of what appears in it. So. I wake up in the morning sometimes, it's great. I just lay there, shit goes on. Maybe reviews of sitcoms I saw of yesterday's behavior. <laughs> yeah. and, but it's not stirring fucking anything. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. It's before it was given so much meaning that it could ruin my day, thoughts, yeah, or feelings. Now, they try to, they have the, they have the ladle, they have, but it doesn't stir the pot which is awesome yeah and i can only when you get relief it really can come with a reverse engineering which tells you why you weren't having the relief yeah and it's usually your big head is in the movie in the way so when you see that the thoughts aren't what's driving you crazy it's the belief you're the thinker of the thoughts that's driving you crazy yeah yeah because thoughts run in, they keep running. It's sort of, the, are you gonna to go to the source and cut off the water? No, the water, the mental stream is gonna continue, yeah? But the effect is so drastic when you realize it has nothing actually to do with you. 
Yeah, you're not the thinker of those thoughts. So now suddenly you can cohabitate in the space where thoughts are and not be agitated by them. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> really, it's incredible. So I'm not, I'm not laying down to arrive somewhere. I'm already there laying down, yeah? And it's not determined by, at least there can only be 50 thoughts. If there's more than 50 thoughts coming through, I'm not at peace. No, it has nothing to do with quantity. It has nothing to do with length. All it has to do with my, re is the relationship I'm in with the thoughts. And now I'm not in the relationship with thoughts as the thinker, yeah? I'm not in, I don't know what I am, but I know what I'm not, which is the thinker. And therefore, peace is available. And like we say in recovery, you'll have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. It doesn't say after you've fulfilled 30 requirements, it says you'll have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. You can have the ability, it's there, to enjoy peace of mind when the mental state is agitated. What? 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 <laughs> My giving so much meaning to the mental state was if the mental state is agitated, there's no possibility for me to be at peace. Man, that's, you're behind the eight ball, bro. You are. I mean, you've already lost the game. You've given it all the meaning it has. It's going to outshine you. The thoughts are going to outshine us, truly. No. It's all this is what happens. There's not, you don't, you don't go through changes. There's the changing of the you. That's what happens. The changing of the you, it's, it's because at the time, usually many of us who are, end up starting to question things, we have lived through the coronation of a you to you and then to the king of me, <laughs> which gives it a sense of terminal uniqueness, no sense of recognizing the same behavior in someone else as in you. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> You're talking about the normal person. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what a normal person like is. Up right? and getting their ego. Yeah, whatever. At yeah. Okay. I'm just going off right there. Second. But wasn't there so many requirements necessary for you to be at peace? I mean, I got, I remember I lived in a place in Australia. I've talked about this a lot. Very nice guy. He's a rich family, he had this huge property huge property and he would I met him through the course of miracles stuff and we had a like a two uh two level cabin he rented to us and there was other people you weren't even close to the neighbors yet and, he, and every day he'd want to meditate at 5 30. so he had like a golf cart and he'd drive around and see all of us and tell us I want everyone to be quiet at 5 30. so he was super fucking agitated with the hope that he'd be at peace at 531. What an insane fucking deal. He's driving around, okay, every one of you, no more, no noise, no noise. And he was just unbelievable to me. So this is the point, yes? We believe what we believe because of the believing of us. Not that it's believable, but if there's a believing in us, then a lot of things have to be believable. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, and one of those is if I'm the thinker, yes, it has a setup that you're going to, like even in Zen, they put out this thing, you've got to enter no thought. <laughs> and so people 
wait, wait as a thought, <laughs> waiting for no thought. It's insane to put any kind of condition on it, isn't it? Why don't it be readily available right now? Not based on your condition, which you're not, but on its condition, which is it always is. Yeah. Why would why would condition based on this condition when basically this condition is for all intents and purposes completely subservient to that condition? Yeah. Yet tons of requirements are made. Tons of requirements are made. First, I've got to purify. First, I've got to do this. Then I've got to repurify because. You know, a month of purification can be blown like for 10 in 10 minutes or something. So then you're back on, all right, I've got to repurify. I have to be prepared to receive this, but you are this. Yeah. You, you want to have the experience of greeting it at the door and asking the master in. It's already, you're the master in disguise. Yeah, you're already in. So that's the message. I heard it a while ago. Not with that much stuff. Just a couple of books were interesting, very interesting. One of them was a book by Ramesh Balsakar, Who Cares? Just stopped me a lot in reading that book. Just stopped me. I mean, the regular mental logic that basically was like an all-terrain vehicle in the dreaming. It could run over. It maybe hit something, but it just goes, yeah? But it would get stopped. <laughs> it really would. Like a lot. Almost every page he would put something and I'd just be like, my head would just like start. Yeah. And I could feel like a wrench in the works. Yeah. In there. And so so then I was moved to see him. I went to India. We moved to see the guy. Listened to him for a couple of days. Went to Ramana's uh, where Ramana Mahashi had lived. Uh, went to see a lot of different people speak. Some people I liked, others I didn't like so much. And when I was there, I would feel like uh, almost like a deck of cards being reshuffled. Yeah, just you know what was what had emphasis and 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 eminence was moved down to the back of the you know onto the bottom of the deck. And, yeah, and then when those cards were played, it just worked out better. So I remember the day I was there, and I realized I'm never going to ask another question because I see the whole futility of what I'm not trying to have an understanding of what I am, where it cannot even have an understanding of what it's not. So it just came to an end, and I've never asked a question since then. And then it hit a point where I was at a group, and a guy was from Zen, and he said a famous Zen thing. He says, you know, and he's talking about what was happening right now. I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. I started to feel a little wet. You know, I said, wait a minute. And he says, you know, and he started laughing. I hadn't heard him. I'd seen him a few times. I hadn't heard him laugh this way. He says, it's funnier than that. I'm a man standing in the water selling water. I'm standing in the river selling water. And then I realized I'm drenched. And I never went back. That was it. It was enough. I just said, what? My head just went <laughs> again. And then, yeah, we're desiring to be what we already are. Yeah. And the only way we can sort of imagine it or direct ourselves towards it is, is conceptual. There's no way 
we can get a good picture of it because we're not of it at that moment. Yeah, the activities are not truly of that. Yeah, so we can only have ideas. And basically, while you're using the stairway, the stairs that you built, you're not going to heaven. You're going to a mental condition. Yeah, it's just you gotta, you know, you gotta read who's making these stairs. <laughs> It's like that old Who song, you know, Who song, you know, the new boss is same as the old boss. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul's approaching spirituality just like he did drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> really. I want a big fucking shot. <laughs> and if there's no Kundalini involved or a trance going into or fucking, then it this isn't spirituality. It has to be demonstrable. It's got to be energetic. It's got to be, you know, going into a catatonic state, whatever, a spiritual coma. Yeah. Okay. They're, I'm interested in what they have. Yeah, yeah. And then I was with a lady from this Course in Miracles. Very crazy group. Incredible, really. And they were very, a lot of Kundalini, a lot of shit going on, trances and people going fucking off. And uh, and so the lady who was like the biggest light junkie of the place, they, they had a lot of inversion of light and you could feel it really, some energy, trigger something and you just go off. She was like super bright, like unbelievable. Five, and she'd been there five years. And so I started seeing her and she told me it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so she saved me so much time. She says, doesn't mean fucking a thing. And I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, let's go. And we left, and we left that week. <laughs> Seriously, that's what, you know, I believe humbly all of us have that point of being convinced sooner or later. Yeah, either through, hopefully, to me, satsang is the easiest off the way. It really is. You can just sit, cat, and even in Zoom, it's better. You can be laying down. You've got your own. To, if you're feeling worried, the remote can be right nearby, you know, and you've got a lineup of movies for the night. You've got security. Nothing's going to shake the boat too much, but it's going to seep in anyway. It is. I had the power of satsang, the power of association with truth uh, can't be beat. Right. Seriously. You know, the simple thing they used to tell us when I was early on, when I met a guru when I was young, it said just basically, if you want to be like a saint, hang out with saints. If you want to be like a sinner, hang out with sinners. So the association with truth. Uh, I don't think if you're... <laughs> If you're here and here is an aspect of everywhere, then you can't be missed by everywhere here. Yeah, it's, it's available. And this is, I feel this is what happened with me. I had tried certain stuff and I had taken some of it much farther than others. And then I learned, I heard, and the hearing wasn't just intellectual. It triggered a lot of senses, sense and feltness because I had seemingly done it for years. I had been trying to get out of self as self for years. And I tried, and through drugs was my greatest attempt. And I would say I gave it 100% in drug addiction completely. I was willing to die 
if I could have a 30 seconds of escape from self. I did. I would put, I would overdose on purpose on cocaine with the hopes that before I actually left, there would be freedom from this bondage of self. Uh, I was proven wrong, like most other opportunities. And I realized down the road, you can't escape from an imaginary place. You're not getting out of here because you're not in here, really. Yeah. That's you know, truly all the guilt and shame goes away. Because obviously, when you fail, you believe it has a lot to do with you. And in this case, it's a failed system. The system can show you its great value is to show you it's failed. Yeah. And in that, what happens? You stop feeding the dead horse. Really. You stop, you know, wondering why it's not going where you're kicking it to go. It's dead. <laughs> Get off is the appropriate response. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel satsang affords that possibility. And so when people ask me what I suggest, just go to satsang, see what happens. Yeah, I bet you it'll trigger a lot of stuff through the week. Yeah, that's what it does. More than learning or trying to learn. Yeah, something gets subpoenaed, something gets, gets served to us. And then that thing sort of uh, makes clear what wasn't clear. Yeah. And you hit points of being convinced where that thing that was constantly agitated and open like a sore has been healed. It's scabbed over and it's done. Yeah, there's no eruptions anymore. You're done with it. Yeah, you're not going to spend one second looking for what can't be found. You're not. <laughs> you're not going to. You're just going to, you've heard what you needed to hear. It collapsed all those urges to keep, keep, keep on keeping on. And in that collapse, there was some uh, other possibilities that aren't available while you're still moving. Yeah. While you keep moving, you miss a lot. So to me, I feel satsang is very disarming. It just, you just drop yeah? and just, just sit there with what, it's like an arrow pierced you and, uh, you know, like whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. What the hell did that mean? It's very clear that the head that I that was being listened to all these years is based on the opposite premise. It believes what is perceived is what's perceiving. Yeah. So Paul, this Paul is is conscious as this, not conscious of this, but as this. Yes. That's a huge, huge direction setter. Yeah. So if you find it certain something's not working around the eighth or ninth square, truly it's all based on that. It's based on that misunderstanding. Yeah. You just haven't seen it. So now instead of in, you're not seeing how the mental state claims, so you're looking from the claiming of the mental state. And the piece is right there. See, if you see it, you're not looking from it. If you don't see the message in a way you're looking from, it. yeah. So if you're looking from it, you hear the message until there's a, the, the shoe drops and you see, yeah. And then if it seems not to establish itself, come back to satsang. Keep getting brought back to the seeing of it instead of looking from it, yeah. Seeing of it, looking from it. The head will constantly tell you you're the seeing of it as the looking from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will, because it's claimed it. 
It's claimed wherever you have arrived at, seemingly, or how much the aperture opens, it's going to be there claiming to be the aperture open to that point. You gotta know it. If you don't, you're looking from it. It's mechanical. It's not Jim. It's not Paul. So if Paul makes a decision and convinces himself to stop doing it, it doesn't mean it stops because you're not, it's not of your control. It's mechanical. The mental state is not a servant in this situation to you. You think you, you, you believe it is, but it ain't. It has its own agenda. And its agenda is to paint a picture of subject-object, of duality, yeah? And you are not only the brush and the paint and the canvas, you're the whole enchilada. So the of-two-ness that's being negated by non-duality is this whole sense of what we think we are right now, yeah? And therefore, when the Paul that's resting on the premise of truly the I am being Paul, when the Paul is seen not to be true, the I am is much more noticeable, yes? I am not with a myopic story. I am that I am. It doesn't say I am that Paul. It's I am that I am, yeah? There's no addition to it. It doesn't move to another ladder. It's I am that I am. That's it. That's rest, yeah? And it's now. Yeah. That's really, the old years ago, if I woke up at four in the morning and my head seemed to be busy, my head would tell me, you got to do something about this. <laughs> but now I just lay there and it's like, there's a lot of space. These thoughts are in fucking eating my food. <laughs> they're, not, they're not pissing on my, sh my sofa. Fucking, they're just bouncing off their little walls and ceilings. What the fuck? They're not determining my condition. Yeah. <laughs> well, just lay there until Amelia gets up. <laughs> she gets up, I act, oh, oh, just came out. No, I've been up for hours. <laughs> Did you have a hard night? No, I didn't. It's pretty restful. Oh, you mean no thoughts? No, there's plenty of thoughts. Fucking, yeah. We know. We haven't created a thought net like a mosquito net, you know? Remember when you were traveling Asia, if you were traveling Asia a lot, the first thing you do when you look into a guest house is the screens. Because if one mosquito got in, they're very loud over there, it seems like. Your whole night would be ruined. So you make sure all the screens. So. There's <laughs> not like a, a mental netting to keep the mosquitoes out. So you better fucking, let, you know, start cohabitating. <laughs> you get off of my lawn. They're there shitting, pissing. You realize. <laughs> so I found, again, reverse engineering. I thought, yes, got to stop thinking yeah <laughs> that wasn't working when i saw that hey the thinker is actually a thought yeah it's a thought different than most thoughts because it presents itself as the as the doer of all the other thoughts <laughs> but it's a thought yeah and when it arises it seems to be the first domino or at least that's what it presents itself and then 
the rest of all the effects of the other dominoes are really based on this, yeah? So what would happen if this, you don't have to go through all this whole knock or every domino, just knock that domino down or just see it's, maybe it's not true, yeah? Maybe there's thoughts without a thinker. Yeah, maybe there's feelings without a feeler. Maybe there's actions without an actor. Yeah, that's the, that's the assumption of non-duality, the premise. So what happens? You entertain this understanding and some, it drops sometimes. And sometimes it drops for a long time. Yeah, and you have an understanding now, not based on the system that you would like relief from, not an understanding from that system, but an understanding of that system, of the subject object, of the whole duality, of how it reinforces itself, constantly keeps convoluting and agitating and going on and on, like a, like a thing that can't stop. If it stopped, it, you would see there's just tons of parts. There's no thing. There's no thing called mind. It's just activities. Yeah. But one thing is true, they're all activities. So they're, they're agitated, yeah? So they don't, they're, they're, their agenda or desire is not to stop. If they stop, that's the end of them, so to speak. So they're constantly agitated. That's why the seeking, yeah? The seeking, the seeking. Now, they're totally willing to go with the idea that I'm gonna seek something that I may may not arrive at at the future. They're very comfortable with that. They're not comfortable with the idea you are what you're looking for. You are that right now. Because they can't, at that point, there's a stopping and they can't disguise their agitation. They can't get in line with the kumbaya. They can't, yeah? They're a cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> they just can't, they can't get in. They don't, they don't fall in line. They, they've been telling you they would, yeah? They have, you just haven't met the right master or some fucking thing, yeah? <laughs> but in fact, when, you put, when, when they're put on a dime, they're doing a soft shoot, they can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so your ability or possibility to stop is not based on their impossibility to stop. And this is what happens. We keep believing we're something that we're not, and therefore we live based on its requirements and its conditions. And then we see every other thing from those conditions and those requirements. That's what drops. You do not get liberated. You're relieved of the need to be liberated. That's what happens. The whole thing isn't a super focus, supernova focus of attention. It's a disinterest. Really. You lose interest in the whole fucking shebang, yeah? And then while, you're, while you were busy looking, you were blind. Now that you're not looking, you see. Yeah, much more panoramic, you're chilling out, yeah? You are acting as if you are what you're looking for, <laughs> finally, yeah? I mean, acting deep, like you are what you're looking for. Paul, do you want to see this guy? No, I don't want to see this guy. He's the newest guy in non-duality, no, forget it. There's nothing new in non-duality. <laughs> same old, same old for years. Oh, this guy's special. No. Well, there's a huge transmission. All right, great. Yeah. 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 His transmission, her transmission, unbelievable. All right, great. What's it transmitting? 
You are th already that. Well, I got that message a while ago. But hey. Yeah. Uh, but I'm getting it through. Well, all right. Well, that seems like a requirement. But if you need one, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That's it for today. I'm going to go with the Zoom a little bit. Any questions? Jim, I you all right? I want to wait for the question. All right. You have a question, Jim? No, I can't think of it. Okay. Good for you. Yay. Hallelujah. Ding. Jim wins the prize. <laughs> nothing. You get door number four. There's nothing in there. That's right. Door number four. I may not be much, but I, I'm all I think about. <laughs> Which totals up to be not being much. Yeah. It takes a whole lot of effort not to be much. Yeah. <laughs> When you finally admit you're not much, hey. So anyone in there? You know, lovely uh, group. I'll yeah, Luke, Lucas has his hand. Let me try this today. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, just yep. a second. I think he's doing something. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work anyway. We can hear oh. it. There's people here, so I'll tell them. Yeah, any questions? So, ahead, Lucas. Yeah, I have a question. It's... uh. I've been playing with the idea. Me and my buddy have been bouncing around as entertainment now for a little while. But uh, my question, it keeps popping up, and I think it might be just my ego throwing itself a life preserver. Well, there you but um, this, this um, what happens to purpose in, in uh, non-duality? Like, that's, that's something that's been curious of. Like, where do just because I don't feel like I have purpose and I feel like purpose would drive me through life. So now I'm wondering, shit, did I just eliminate purpose? No, you didn't. There'll be a nut. Purpose can be made up. What am I talking at the here for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, the, the thing about purpose or no purpose is the is the question or the sense of who is it that has a purpose. But uh, if you don't have a person purpose, you'll probably, a purpose will be revealed to you. Yeah. It was this like, I'm using my, this as a prime example. I did not have a purpose of obviously ending up in Marin City <laughs> doing a talk at this little place. I had no. No, I got sober. Someone uh, heard me talk, said, hey, I want you to run this uh, workshop. I ran that workshop. Because of the position, shit came, downloaded, came through, and it led me to putting on a website because the people where I lived didn't seem to be really appreciating what I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> so I figured there must be people outside because, you know, the, the sage is never recognized in the village he comes from whatever so we got a website first we tried hey to paul paul people yeah your yeah. your volumes dropped and some people are also having issues did you cover the microphone or something i'm gonna turn this off then hold on can you hear me now oh yeah that made a big difference i'll just throw this button away <laughs> we're not very good at this at this whatever doesn't matter all right, so we're talking about purpose, yeah. So uh, 
I don't think the purpose is the big meaning giver. It's the, the my of it, yeah? So, like today I have a purpose, and that's to uh, avoid having a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've been successful at for quite a while. So that's my purpose. No, yeah, you'll be moved or not. But sometimes when things change, there's a lull or there's a certain, like, no man's land for a while. And then uh, the cards get reshuffled and... Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are very surprised sometimes where they lose interest in a lot of things that they were there was a lot of identification with, and they get a, that which was identified with these interests because it was getting a sense of being a of someone. Yeah, gets a little shaky. That's just that's cool. Yeah, they'll find a new sense of balance. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. In other words, like a lot of men, I remember, they when they retired, they get bummed out a lot because they they were identified with what they did. And then when they stopped doing it, uh, there's a, a lot of air gets left out of the balloon, a sense of specialness or purpose, whatever. Yes. So you can see the mental state is blowing us up all day. Yeah. Almost like because inherently we're empty, so it's blowing us up all day. And then after years and years of identifying as the doer of something, when you stop or life has a change, it can be really demoralizing for the person. Yeah. And some of them don't come out of it. They get they're so bummed out. So, yeah. So basically, the example shows a principle of the act of being identified as the doer. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I was lucky. I've been a slacker most of my life. I wasn't getting much out of my, uh-huh. my uh, I wasn't getting much of an identity as a house painter, but, you know, <laughs> I was called the Picasso of house painting. But, <laughs> but I just wasn't, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Any, you want to speak more about that? You there, Lucas? Yeah, I was having difficulty getting to my button. No, that was nice. It, uh, what I picked up from it was um, that life doesn't always need to have purpose. When purpose is there, it's not even coming from me. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's not you. something I can find. It's already there when it needs to be there. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And- that which is looking for a purpose is missing a lot of what your purpose was for. Your volume dropped again. What the hell? Hold on. There you go. It turned itself on. Is my volume good now? Mike, the volume good? Yes. Yes. Uh, Whatever. So uh, next question. Uh, Boaz. Hey, Boaz. Thanks, Lucas. Hi, Paul. Hello. I want to bring up something um, concerning the uh, body, body and identification, which uh, it's a kind of a mystery to me. And the mystery is why, why this body? Why I, I can see the identification. I can see many times the body and the body mind as object. Why this body? Why not your body or 
my kid's body or anybody else? Why is you know, but see, that question is coming from the body identification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's just the whole point. We don't, you really want to question the questioner, not answer the question. Yeah. You want to know where the question derives from. It's like somebody, when I was speaking at a thing in Ireland, and this guy came in on the last day, you didn't have to be in a participant of this group I was sharing at. So some people came in and they knew me and they'd listen for a while. And he says, well, it sounds, you sounds like it's so easy to say you're not the body. Well, I think it's impossible. I said, yeah, as the body, you would. <laughs> you will see it's impossible not to be the body if you're coming out of that body identification. Yeah. So it's not the point of the statement. It's what's giving a meaning to the statement. That's interesting. Just like a lady that I know was here and there was a sense of her seeking relief and it has become like an addiction, but the message is a relief from her. It's not her re getting relief, it's a relief from her, to her that's sort of connected with the lack of relief, yes? It's like a symbiotic thing. So in a way to help her get relief isn't really helpful. Yeah, because it's reinforcing this addiction. But to point out, yeah, that that her that needs relief isn't her, to me, has value. Yeah, so to me, this question of, well, why isn't anyone else's doesn't have value. The value of it is where it's coming from. Just like Ramana said a beautiful thing about Ramana Maharshi in one of his pamphlets. They, again, they came up with the question, free will and predetermination, you know. And so he says, listen, uh, as long as there's a sense of individuality, there'll be a sense of free will. Yeah. And the only point, the only value of these questions constantly about free will and predestination is to question who has the question. Yeah. That's the value of it. The value of it, instead of having that as what you're pointing to, you use it to point back to see who is it that's saying, why is it this body? It's definitely not of you. That curiosity is not of you. Yeah, so there, that's my answer. Oh uh, yeah, a friend here, Nor, some more people came in. There's Nor. Some, this may have happened to other people, but there have been times, admittedly usually on drugs, but that aside, we're all a drug. Where I've seen out of other people's eyes, I literally was seeing and experiencing their reality directly as them. So that is possible. <clears throat> it's rare, but it happens also, you know, in riots. You lose your sense of self and you like feel like you're lost in your so that does happen. Yeah. That does happen. So it doesn't wake you up. It doesn't do anything except show you that that's possible. They can hear it. Yeah. So even when that's possible, it doesn't make a difference in the sense of, for some reason, the zero point I keep falling into seems to be this location. Well, it seems to be. Yeah, it's always it seems appearing, to be and it's yeah. not. Yeah. And that's another way of saying it's not. 
but it doesn't make it doesn't really advance the question by knowing that but it is possible yeah so, you know all right did you hear that now i'm gonna say when i was getting loaded with people i was seeing through i would experience seeing through every you know other people right. but the only one who got arrested was me every fucking time <laughs> Explain that to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that helped. And, uh, yeah, that's how today I would answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. I think that, see, right yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's a nice thing, maybe at a cafe or yeah. a, a large latte yeah. or <laughs> something or drugs. Yeah. yeah. But uh, here it's basically, um, that curiosity that goes into the mental tube uh, is used in a way that we may not be aware of. It doesn't really support uh, the greatest good, so let's say. Yeah? Yeah. So my curiosity is always goes back to this point of uh, when you get relief of, of, from what's going on, you see a lot of things differently. You see a lot of things that seem to have been innocent. You see they're actually being used to support something that uh, you're professing to want to be relieved of, but while you're in the act of wanting to be relieved of it, you're supporting it at the same time without knowing it, yeah? And uh, I remember when I used to go to satsangs and the person would speak, and I liked the energy of the room. And then questions would start. And the first question would be about relationship. Yeah. And then the energy, and then the next, and the next four questions were relationship. And the horses were out of the barn. I mean, the guy, the master couldn't get them. They were like, totally left the whole point of non-duality. And now it was in the therapy. Yeah. Which is, that's great. But, uh, yeah. You know, if you have any ability to keep it on point, which we do because of our lack of popularity and shit like that, we, it gives you a lot of uh, possibility of at least staying in the ballpark, yeah? And it's not about seeking therapy for relationships is great, but, you know, uh, at, the, at the right time and on the right platform. And this isn't that, yeah? This is just basically... Uh, why, if we are reality, why doesn't it even seem to be close to uh, being uh, inherently acknowledged as we're living, let's say? Yeah, I would say there is an obstruction going on or an activity that seems to obstruct. And it's not obstructing us. The sense of us being obstructed is the obstruction. Yeah, you see? That's the obstruction. It's sort of like talking about all the rides in the park, but this, in a way, you are the ride. Yeah, that's why you can't get off. You are the ride. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Right? It's not. We're not walking, you know, following our own footsteps. Thousands of people walk the same way. It's just. Um, 
Yeah. And it's persistent that we see everything, how it pertains to this me, and this me may, may not be us. So basically, yeah, it seems really important to what I'm not to get an answer to this question. And then you get frustrated, not now, but some people will get frustrated that the person never directly answers their question because just like in AA, when people would come in and they would talk about how fucked they were for 30 minutes and you would go, yeah, you're fucked and go to a meeting. And they, how does that, how's that gonna change anything? I have no money, I go to a meeting, what the hell? They were getting introduced to a new logic, right. a logic that didn't follow the logic that had defeated them. Right. It was a new logic, right. yes? So the person doesn't go, oh, come here, let me help you. No, right. hey, go to a meeting. Now, the, the other person who's like wanting, 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 he may get pissed off or frustrated, but if he goes to the meeting, he may realize a couple months later how thankful he is to that person. Yes? Because he finally got a solution. That works. Yes. So, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, Miles. Thanks, Boaz. Miles. Miles. I can see for miles. Hey, hey, Paul. Good to be with everyone today. Thanks for the message. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, wonderful. Up here in Vancouver. Moving, enjoying yes. The, enjoying the day. I can't put that uh, out. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's interesting to me uh, that if I take, take the view of differentiation equals creation uh, equals life in a sense that if there wasn't differentiation you know what would there be uh, it seems to me there there wouldn't be much going on uh, and you you can comment on that if you like but it, it seems to me that there's something to be said about this enjoining and I always liked your message about traveling lighter once having had this recognition because that's definitely playing out in my life but there's also this sense that when my body comes to the end to, to the end I'm going to die specifically <laughs> I, I'm not going to die generally it'll, it'll be there's something about my individuation and my particular thought life and it, it just I, I was prompted to, to comment to maybe ask you about this uh, when the purpose question came up because you know I, I can construct a purpose you know it would be Miles is the thinker the doer that's going to stitch together a story about did I, did I achieve my purpose did I achieve my goal am I on the right track uh, there, there's the story uh, of that and it, it seems to me that there's something valuable in the fumbling and stumbling around of this, um, this wigged out kind of crazy dude that is asking different questions th than the next guy and the 7.8 billion of us that are having these subjective experiences. So when I think of non-duality, non uh, I'm getting the message, but I'm not wanting to kind of throw out the fact that I, I'm experiencing this from a subjective point of view. Does that make any sense, Paul? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to hear your comments. 
Well, my comments is you really you're more of an individual when you're not one. That's one comment. Um, I don't believe this is a real place. So I think everything reaches a point of appearance. That's about as far as it can go. And it's rooted in, it appears to us to be a true or false, yes? So we are the dreaming of this event, not just a dreamt. See, we have a camera location as the dreaming in one of the dreamt. And then so we have a narrative of an experiential life in time for 70 years from that dreamt, yes, but held in the space of being the dreaming, yeah? Which allows a traveling lighter for that dreamt through the life of being a dreamt, yeah? The dreamt can't produce it, but it can express it. So the dreamt can express traveling lighter, it can't produce traveling lighter. Its go. desire to produce traveling lighter is part of the heaviness, yeah? Its desire to travel lighter turns into something else, heaviness. So it's just a, a the emphasis putting where it may best rest, which is I don't put more emphasis, emphasis on the appearance than I do on the dreaming. I feel there's more, not more, there can't be more emptiness, but it just makes sense. So I have died a few times and when I came back, hmm, I did come back with certain things and one of them was this has nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's what came back with. Yeah, it's an appearance in that, and it could even be called an appearance of that, but that is not the appearance. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how I see it. And uh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Paul. So it's uh, what I'm hearing is it, it's kind of a matter of, of what you give primacy to. I mean, yeah. there seems to be a, a, a dramatic shift for me in that, you know, sort of uh, pre, you know, th this message and, you know, pre-recovery, there was a uh, huge emphasis on, you know, this, this character, you know, and, and, and there's much less. And this is probably the traveling lighter that you're speaking of. I'm, I'm still enjoined to this subjective experience. And there's things about it that... Uh, maybe are, are meant to be in terms of how I'm repurposed in terms of my relationships and sharing, et cetera. But it, it doesn't kind of overwhelm me if, if that's what I'm hearing you say. Yes, I'm saying that, yes. And that the, okay. the, the way it doesn't overwhelm you isn't that it isn't overwhelming. There's a less of a you or the way the you is defined as a long lasting, separate, independent thing. In other words, the solidity that made you such an object of concern has sort of gotten a little more uh, ephemeral, yeah? It's lost its little solidity. So when you talk, when you're thinking, when there's a thinking of you, it's like a thinking through you in a way. It doesn't really, yeah. So Right. That's how awesome. I, Thank you, Paul. It's a definitely, but I don't. I don't see it that way. I was sort of like in recovery, they talk about you'll be placed in a position of neutrality. That's more like it for me. Certain things I could never have imagined, so I could never have wanting to, to go there. I had no idea, none. The only ideas I have are from a very small set of possibilities. 
And so when you arrive, when the solution puts you in a position of neutrality, it's all fucking, you could never have come up with it, ever. It wasn't the way, if you did, you would have added like 800,000 steps and would have gone through tons of shit. It just, and uh, all it shows you is there's so much more possibility with less of you. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. You can't try to be less of you. That's more of you. Yeah. 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 So this is how I, I'm seeing it right now. I may see it different tomorrow. That's the beauty of it. See all these answer questions. I see different every time. Different. You know. You're, you're awesome. Evolving at a certain point. Yeah. So that's why I right just go. You know, you said four years ago. <laughs> there was a lot of revolutions. <laughs> That's like the tape has been replaced by then. But I like the stories. I, someone just remind me of the couch story. I like that one. Got to use that again. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Hey, Judith. Miles. Nice to see you. My, my little Hawaiian uh, cherry blossom. You're an exotic flower that only grows in certain conditions. Yeah? yeah. Are you ready for the next? Do I want to hear anyone next? Are you ready for the next? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Go, uh, Grateful Dave. Oh, Grateful Dave. Hey, Paul. Uh, thanks so much. So that's good. Grateful Dave. Thank you. It's a little presumptuous, but uh, uh, thank you for your talk today. Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, you said earlier, you you know, it's that era that pops, right? And I, I, I made this analogy to my wife. It's like I got bit by a snake and it just took a couple of days for the poison to hit, you know, and uh, I'm forever grateful. Um, so with that said, uh, you know, I got my wife to come in and, and listen to this talk and we missed the first five minutes. And I noticed you were really clear on a breakdown of what non-duality is in the first five minutes. And I've been doing a horrible job trying to explain that. And I was just asking, um, could you could you give a, a quick breakdown of just non-duality and how it works? Yes, but it won't be word for word for the other breakdown. <laughs> well, the non-duality really can't be obviously talked about and stuff. It's just, let's just say it's the premise. That's all. How you arrive at the premise or get a taste of the premise or a certain suspicious, uh, you know, an unsuspected inner resource now starts to become obvious is really looking at duality, yeah? how we comprise it as, a, as an event, yeah? So in a way, non-duality is nothing other than a negation of duality, yeah? It's so, there's, no, there's no sect of Buddhism called non-Buddhism or the non-Catholic church or non-this. This has got it, it has a very important direction, which is that which you are can't be spoken about, can't be discovered, can't be understood so that those qualities which are applied to many things need to be applied to what you're not yeah so when you 
apply it to this sense of being the subjects at one moment and then the object at the next moment, that's duality. Yeah? That's, a, that's a streaming of duality. So sometimes you're the thinker, sometimes you're the thought about in like a five minute segment. So this non, that's non-duality. Yeah, subject object is non-duality. Yeah, that's duality. There's a negation of that. It's not a denial. A denial is something that's really seemingly true to you that you don't want to be true to you, which is denial. Negation is something that's appearing to be true to you that isn't. Well, let's say appearing to be true as you and isn't. So it's negating it. Yeah, not denying it. It's not denying a reality that's that's incredibly real. It's negating something that's appearing to be true that isn't. Yeah. So, and non is not. That's all. So basically, that's the message of non-duality. And if if you, the the earlier version was clearer, this thing will be recorded. <laughs> so the five minutes that you missed aren't. They're not missed. You can just go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> hey, could I could I put one more question in? Better than the new Paul, so go ahead. <laughs> I don't like this Paul. The old talks I really like. No? Yeah. Could I could I get one more question in? And uh this this may go to something that uh was just spoke about, but it's a further expounding. So, you know, I got myself involved in early recovery with this psychedelics and recovery group. And I used to use psychedelics as a way to reach non-dual states, right? Um and all of a sudden, after taking some of the, <laughs> hearing some of your teachings, I'm starting to question if I even need to use such things anymore or even think about it. Um, what's your thoughts on, on that kind of thing? Well, a lot of things that we get involved with here have their expiration date. Yeah. So certain things are really important while they're important, but they, things change. Yeah, so something that once was of service may be a disservice now. That's all. And, uh, and that's what that reliance on the higher power is, the, the reliance on that kind of guidance. So let's say ayahuasca, yeah? Ayahuasca has become a big thing. When I, I heard about ayahuasca pretty early, like in the 90s. I used to be in Bolinas, this little hippie town, lived there. And these people were talking about ayahuasca and everything. And I, uh, I was in recovery and I was, eh, that's pretty interesting. And I liked the idea that when I got pulled over by the cops, I could say I was on a ceremony. I like that because I don't know, maybe that would stop me from being arrested. But so, so in Australia in 2000, there was a, I was living in a town called Byron Bay, which is like the spiritual capital of Australia. And they had circuit speakers were always coming in different things. And so there was a shaman was coming in and they were and uh, all the spiritual heavyweights showed up on this Friday night and he was and then they were going to do ayahuasca Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And all the heavyweights of the town, the spiritual heavyweights. So I went to the Friday night thing It was out in the woods. I mean, in the hinterlands off the coast, beautiful place and the guy was showing like some, a mixture of qigong and other movements and had a lot of mismatched philosophy and then they passed a big thing of marijuana i didn't take it you know smoke it but i was listening and i was open yeah 
And then, and everyone was told, oh, there's the big spiritual heavy, oh, there's big, <laughs> was sitting next to me. It was like the who's who of who ain't, you know? <laughs> no, very little anonymity. So then I just, it got a hit that it's not for me, yeah? From that which I rely on, let's say. So I gave, took a look at it, it's not for me. And one of the things was, you know, uh, I have a uh, seat assignment in recovery, yeah? Now, I may not think that the medicine is a problem, but my community would, and it may shut me off from being available to others, and I'm not willing to take a chance with that, yeah? Because I have a lot of gratitude of being struck sober, and I'm just going to, yeah? I took that into consideration, in other words, like my role with others, yeah? And I can feel totally cool with something, but they may not. Yeah. And it was more important that I had access to communicate to them. So, yeah. And then I never thought about it. And then I've met a lot of people who do it at the talks. And uh, I had this one guy in Toronto and I went on a description about spiritual seeking and I described someone going to Peru and shit like that and going ayahuasca and writing books and becoming a big circus speaker and he was. <laughs> he had a serpent up his arm and he says, you told my whole story. Said, and then we uh, shared about, you know, but who is it that's having that ceremony, yeah? Because that doesn't usually wipe that slate clean. There's usually a self that reappears that says, I'm, you know, I am the product of ayahuasca and whatever. Yes? So it was a very, it was a helpful understanding to put into the situation. So yeah, that's my take. I would be more, I was more concerned really with my relationship to my community than uh, my own personal little wanting to transcend yeah so yeah yeah thanks so much paul and uh happy 35 years again i didn't get to say that last week 34 so. years you. 34, 34. Okay. yeah i don't want to jump ahead change your in your 35th <laughs> year thank you bro thank you grateful dave yeah yeah thanks dave anybody else want to raise their hand you got spiteful sylvia Spiteful Sylvia, <laughs> Vindictive Vincent, yes. <laughs> Petty Patricia, get them on. I'm ready to answer any question. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? No, I think it's Kumbaya Ding. Oh, great, great. Hey, uh, I'm just so happy that I have this opportunity, or I'd probably be a, in a psych ward, really. <laughs> I swear to God. I don't know how I would, without this outlet, I don't know how I would take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've kept me from the rubber walls. I appreciate that. And uh, Mike, thank you. Always a pleasure. I'm, we missed you in your little two-week. Uh, Hi, Mike. Love you, Mike. Yeah. Noah's saying he loves you. Yeah. There he is. No one else is responding like that. But it's okay. It's okay. He'll come around sooner or later. So, all right. What about Chris? Chris? <laughs> oh, Chris, yeah. Chris. Yeah, Chris is uh, Maybe Tommy. Tommy's on the... 
He's on the sidelines. He doesn't know. All right. Let me get down to saying goodbye. Anu. Anu, how are you? Nice to see you. We got Roman. Roman, it's looking good for Italy. Let's go. Tariq from uh, Dover. Kathleen G. Nice to see you, Kathleen. Don, he's, uh, he's taking it easy. That's nice. Roman is always good. We got uh, Boaz. Boaz, nice to see you, bro. We got... Uh, we got Mary Gray, Mary G. Nice to see you. Kenneth from Vancouver. Uh, who's this one? Kyla. Nice to see you, Kyla. Judith, as always. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Jess, Jess from Dublin. Ben C. Just got up. The Poet Laureate. Nice to see you. Bill from uh, Delaware. Joseph from France. Joseph, thanks for that uh, woodpecker. I like woodpeckers quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Tommy? Nothing on having never left. Alan Olson. Keep it down over there. These guys. Uh, Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. We got uh, Chris G. Lucas. Thanks for everyone sharing today, too. We've got, oh, there's Angie. Nice to see you. Johannes. We got Lisa, very nice, Lisa. We got Amy from Seattle, Miles from Vancouver, Catherine. We got Grateful Dave. We got R. Helmer. We got uh, Mandy. Is that Mandy? Yes. We got Moni. Nice to see you, Moni. Well, not see you. Oliver, Darren, Susan M. Uh, let's see who else. Hey, thank you, everyone. Oh, wait a minute. We got Gary C. And we got Susan K. I'm going to go have a latte on you, Susan, right now. All right. I think that's it. If I missed you, uh, I didn't really. See you guys. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Paul. Bye. 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 Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. September. Yes, sign up. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. I knew. Bye-bye.